Welcome to Dancing with the Bars, where we give our much-needed opinions on games of the month. My name's Chris, and I will be providing the portion of the podcast filled with love and just a pinch of sugar supplements. Well, that was silly, all right. <laughs> Would anyone else like to introduce themselves to steer me away from this very... No, I, I think we're going to sit with this awkwardness for just a little longer. Let it really sit in. I'm Ian. I am your professionally unprofessional, generally game master. Although today, that honor does go to Brooke. I am Brooke, the uh, tenderfoot of the group when it comes to both board games and TTRPGs, but do have a love for them. Alrighty. We use an objectively correct rubric in our games. Uh, It's split up into three sections, encompassing the system, flexibility, and our personal opinions about the game. Each section can accrue points for the game, up to a maximum of a nice even 42. So this month we're getting a little spooky with a game called Ten Candles. It's a tragic horror RPG by Stephen Dewey, who has a couple um, TTRPGs on the subject of tragic horror. It is a game where no one comes out alive, and you are stuck in a world full of darkness. Um, It is a system all its own. I really enjoyed it. It it does use some very unique uh, aspects that I was not expecting, uh, even though you didn't inform us about it, and it's very informative in the title. Um, I just thought it was very interesting to have that little bit of uh, tactile um, yeah, so addition. What what Chris is uh, speaking on is it's a very theatrical module um, or theatrical system. Uh, it involves fire. You do require candles, so it's not for our younger audience. Or the faint of heart. Or the faint of heart, or the clumsy. It is not kidding when it says ten candles. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's very literally ten candles, um, which I really enjoyed. I I come from a theater background, so this was was a little bit of dramaticism. It also involves you blacking out your entire room, uh, which caused me to have to throw blankets over a lot of things, because we uh, decided to do this during the day. Fire hazards. Fire hazards everywhere. And duct tape. (laughs) The duct tape was my favorite part. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, so who would like to take the first swing in regards to uh, our system? Well, I also like to point out that this is a game you can't win. I feel like that was, like, the the big... Yeah. The big kicker for this whole thing is you're just trying to survive. It's not, you know, we're going to get out of this together and an adventuring party is going to power through. I mean, you can... But really only to an extent. Yeah, no, the whole point is to make your last couple hours on Earth as meaningful as possible for your character, which took a lot, honestly for me, it took a lot of the pressure off, because I find with a lot of TTRPGs, I'm so afraid to make decisions, because I'm so afraid of of killing off my character before we're done. So would you like to go over your score for the rules first? Is this your your um, choice for the... Yeah, that's right, I did. I DM'd this one. I know. Uh Um, I didn't go as faithfully to the book as I should have, but um, it definitely it definitely was a fun game. Well, it was, it, I mean, reading through it, it was, the way that it's written, it's, it makes it sound like it's meant to kind of be, have some wiggle room in how you run this thing. Yeah, so um, just overall persistence, I gave it like a, a 16 out of 21. You can, there, there doesn't seem to be a limit for how many players other than how quickly you want the game to move because the players do have individual scenes for the most part. Um, so they suggested six, but I don't see a limit with that, so I gave that a three. My biggest issue with this 
is mostly um, how it was structured. I loved the fact that they gave examples in the book, but I found how they executed the examples made it a little hard to read, at least for me, because I come from a background with some learning disabilities. Um, I found that that kind of held me back from really understanding was where they put the gameplay. So I'm assuming that affected your, your comprehension. Oh yeah, the, the accessibility and comprehension, I think. Uh, accessibility also the fire. Uh, fire kind of hit the yeah. accessibility hard just because I don't see this being a safe game for some people who may have um, dexterity issues um, All those, or long droopy sleeves long, <laughs> yes, long droopy sleeves if you're getting really into character because we were we played this for Halloween or we play, played it for our Halloween little party as a as, Definitely didn't happen, you know, uh, weeks ago, and we're recording right <laughs> before. That was our little, little yeah. Halloween. Thing. I know. So what I'm I'm feeling here is that if you are a Frankenstein's monster, this is a fire bad sort of situation. <laughs> Very much. Uh, it does, at least from the DM spot, because I had all the candles right near me, ready to put out for specific scenes ending. Um, it got a little hot. Uh, not only just from being nervous about running the module for the first time, but also just. The ten candles. <laughs> but yeah, so under the rules, I agree with you with the number of players. I gave it a three. Uh, accessibility, I gave it a two. I feel like, yes, the materials required, like fire and stuff, are are a bit dangerous and, and, and a little hard to get. I mean, it's, but they're not that hard to get your hands on. Because it's, it's not like you need to have like, really expensive candles. They're, these are like tea candles we're talking about. You know, yeah. you can buy a pack of like 20 of them at a dollar store and, and you're set. I bought all the supplies for about... Two fifty because it was you need index cards and you need ten candles and like I went to the dollar store and picked up both pretty cheap. But yeah, comprehension I gave it a one and a half. I mean I felt like some of it was was it's like you said they have the rules are there but the explanations just could use some work. Yeah, or even if they just put the the examples towards the end of the book as one giant playthrough and used it as like a reference point, just having the two and the fonts weren't different enough for me. Yeah, I, I noticed one of the main things was that it just, like, italicized the section, and I yeah. think it just changed the color just a tiny bit from, like, a more red from the black, yeah. but it still almost looks, like, identical, which definitely... Which, you gotta remember, this is an indie game. Like, this is this is probably uh, Stephen Dewey and a couple people. I It looks like it might have just been him, and the it's fun. It really is, but on an indie level, they don't have that kind of a testing where you can have someone say that while you're printing the book. Mm. Playtesting is always an issue, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, except for diversity, uh, I gave it a three. I don't see why anyone would have difficulty. I mean, unless you're, you're uh, difficulty reading, um, yeah. then this might not be it for you. But otherwise, uh, once again, it's just really a matter of getting materials, which I only gave a one, because goddamn, you need so much for this, this to work. You need to, uh, I mean, to make it work right. Yeah, uh, and, it, and it doesn't come with anything. No, yeah. That that would have been a nice touch if it just came with a little box of of tea candles and a lighter and maybe even style, you know. But yeah, even even if they had that as an option, like if they had that as an option where I could get like ten candles themed mm-hmm. supplies, I would have been all for it. And I feel like for a game that asks for so much to to, to play, you might they might want to try to supply some of that with it. And I can see why they don't. As, as we said, it's an indie game. They they publish it as a book, and that's fine. But it it would be cool later because I really enjoyed this if they did come out with like 
ten a candles edition or ten something. Candles. Well, yeah, no, like if they came out with a collector's edition, even if it just had like the fireproof bowl with the logo on it, like I would definitely probably end up buying that if they had a kit. Mm-hmm. I should say that my my overall score for for system is similar to yours. I, I gave it a fifteen point one. Yeah. Uh, mine scaled just a little bit higher, and I think that's because um, in the next section, in regards to the rate of play and value for price, I gave it some pretty high scores overall. Because I figure that the way the system functions assists with making sure that the game continues to have sort of action interspaced with sort of downtime, but never having too much of one or the other. Uh in regards to the candles and making sure that they go out, or if they go out naturally, then that's a lost scene. So I felt like that sort of made things make sure that there was never any um, any lack of action or uh, any time where it felt like we were being rushed to any location. Even though our characters were being rushed to many locations. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I pushed a little bit. Well, to me, that is how the game works, though. So we, it, we were running low on time uh, that day anyway, so we, we cut it to, from ten candles to five candles. Yeah, but we, we played half the game. I, I mean, I, I only gave it a one and a half for real play, because that's something kind of I noticed when we... Because we did have all ten candles set up, yeah. and I noticed that as we were going, uh, they were running out very quickly. So I, 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 if you were to play this throughout the whole ten candles, uh, you'd be rushing to try to finish scenes as these things started to go out. Because they were by the time we hit five candles... The rest towards the end were already halfway halfway through. Oh yeah, which to to the idea of like a tragic horror game definitely adds to that. I think. I guess it also sort of depends on what kind of candles you use, because you could use candlesticks, and is those it, would last a lot longer. Does it say cheap candles? Um, I feel like it did. I don't remember exactly. I can't imagine is, it. Meant, it meant. There is a, a a specific time frame and pacing for the intro, um, to when those candles are lit. So as you get more skilled at playing this game, I feel like the the time issue that we saw wouldn't be as much of a problem because we understand how to make our characters. Yeah, I can't imagine it meant like candlesticks or fragrance candles. Can you imagine <laughs> having ten fragrance candles in a room lit at once? Go to Yankee. You have a headache. Get, get a Yankee. One of the yeah, we smell a Yankee candle store. <laughs> I mean, we did. It was only a dollar store candle. Mm-hmm. Um, so for value for money, I this book is really well put together just from a binding standpoint. And even though I personally don't like matte finishes, um, the book itself is well done. Yeah, and it wasn't very expensive. very detailed. It was $28 for a hard cover, and it is, I believe, $10 for the PDF. Yeah, it was for $10 for for a game like this. I gave it a three for value for play. For price that that's decent that's good oh, to yeah. go. now i did give it a two for that one uh just because uh the price of the book was not necessarily the price of the game as a whole so there is always that uh the price of getting the rest of the materials yeah. um though i feel like it, it uh, i might have been a little unfair there because again the materials are fairly cheap overall uh i probably should have given it like a 2.5 <laughs> instead of a two but uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty or something. No, no half measures here, man. No half <laughs> measures. Um, yeah. So for the value, I gave it a three just because of of the the quality of the book is there, the quality of the PDF is there. Um, I I really thought that overall this was a very interesting experience. Um, going on to the community, when I was looking through, there was actually a pretty active subreddit 
on ten candles, giving ideas for um, different settings that you can do, ideas on how to make it work smoother. And it was it was pretty active, especially for a smaller indie game. Like I heard I heard about this through TikTok. I don't know why. And it looked like fun, so I got it. But it's got it's got player base to it that enjoy it. Yeah, that's always important to have um uh I mean I guess some of this you I guess you'd call it a cult following, wouldn't you? Um for a game like this to have so much support player wise, uh is very a very good sign, so I, I gave it a three. Uh, developer support, I gave it a two because this person has also made other games and they were active in that community, correct? Yeah, and and they do. I haven't jumped on to their Twitter, but or not their Twitter, their Twitch, but they do Twitch stream as well. Um, so you can interact with him. I don't know if he does uh days where he plays his games or not, but he he is interacting with his community at the very least. That's always the best the best thing about the, the smaller time uh indie game makers is that they're usually not that hard to get hold of. No, they're they're accessible usually. Yeah. And, and he's he's one of those where he does have an active online presence. It's not like trying to trying to just tweet into the void to get answers on five E sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that also the player uh community also brings us custom content, uh which I gave it to you because as you said uh, a lot of play people have been giving uh, criticisms, uh, extra like maps and, and ideas for how to run and play. Um, so that's always good. Uh, but there are no actual expansions for this game, so they, that's, that's a zero, unfortunately. Um, I do feel like it, it leads itself to potentially having yeah. expansions because uh, although it, it, is, it is very, I don't want to say basic in a sense, but it is very... Um, simple uh in its uh process by which that you play uh in that you can sort of create any adventure uh, as long as it contains the same theme of that um kind of uh mental physical uh personal panic of the the end of the world uh, whether that be sci-fi or fantasy or modern day. The only stipulation in the book is that it has to take place in a world where there's darkness, which is why the candles are so important and why playing in a dark room is important is because it's supposed to submerge you into this experience of being in total darkness. Talking about that, though, uh, on the subreddit, there was a great person explaining how they put it in a Walmart setting. So they had a uh, a apocalyptic Walmart where it's dark outside, everything's run by candles inside, but it's like a, a massive Walmart. That reminds me of, uh, am I allowed to say SCP on here? Or are we going to get sued? Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, as, as long as everyone here knows that you're a We're not making any money, it's fine. Yeah, um, and also we did not make this. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> uh, I just want to say that, 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 that sounds very similar to that... Uh, the SCP of the, the Infinite Ikea. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably heavily leaned on that for yeah. the Speaking of, that's a, a good sort of segue into, like, other expansions that maybe, you know, if, if the person who wrote this might maybe hear this podcast, you know? Because we would definitely play this again. Because we're we super can... popular. Oh, yes. yeah, totally. This isn't our first episode at all. And we don't know the meaning of sarcasm. That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you know of. Um... So, for the expansion, I really think that there's room for it. I just don't think it's there yet. 
He does have different strategy horror games. I haven't seen expansions for those. I'll be honest, I didn't really look at those games in case we wanted to do that in the future. So you we had keep fresh, fresh eyes. And, yeah. yeah. So we had fresh eyes for it. I didn't want to 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 go too deep into that. Uh, so I gave it a two just because there's room for it. Like I could see he could put out different worlds and and give more fleshing to this if he wanted to. More mechanics. So I'm gonna explain real quick. Um, our last section for flexibility for our second uh, criteria, just because it's more based on our opinions than it is on... I mean, uh, technically all of this is based on our opinions, yeah. but we try to be I don't know what you're critical. talking about. This is completely objective. Oh, yeah. I know. All science, all the time. That said, uh, for the last section, uh, replay value is one, and then we have uh, a sliding scale between uh, classic and innovative and simple and complex, where you can get a three to zero for either classic or innovative or simple or complex based on, um, as an example, I gave this, for replay value, I just won. I, I did not personally enjoy this game as much, but this isn't really my style of game to play. Um, I, I see the appeal. I, I see that it's a very, very well put together game. It's very fun, very exciting. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, I gave it a three for innovative. I've never heard of a game using candles as a timekeeper before. Uh, using uh, burning up note cards in order to get extra points for like you know get, sacrificing abilities and stuff. Very clever. I enjoyed it, and I gave it a um, a one complex because the rules are, are are very hard to follow. So unfortunately, it's it's complex, but not in a good way. Complex. So like a bad complex. <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree with you on the uh, innovation of the innovation of the game because again, love that fire. We're here for it. We want to burn things without getting in trouble. We for are it. all secretly arsonists. <laughs> it was complicated. I never. I didn't felt it was like super complicated. Um, because it was mainly just the the d6s that uh determined your success or failure in regards to anything. Uh, and then it was just the uh, the burning of your uh, traits that would trigger special effects. Um, the only thing that was super complicated was, I guess, from the, the, the keeper or the dungeon master or game master's perspective. So this game was totally up my alley. Uh, this is actually something that me and my friends used to do walking around leadership conferences in D.C. Um, we used to go around and make up little horror stories where we would have pretty much just lefts and rights because we had no dice. But we used to make stuff up on the fly just like this game. So I was I was all for it. Uh, that's half the reason why. Um, so I gave it a, a three on replay value. Because I would play this any day. I don't think you could come up with the same story twice if you wanted to. Um, so in that case, if you find a group that enjoys this, I could see this being like a, a fun monthly event or something to go in between your normal longer running TTRPGs. Um, I also... I gave it a two for complex for the same reason Ian did, where it was a little difficult, but just like if, I don't know if we're posting uh, our gameplay at all, um, but if we do, I didn't follow it strictly because even if you drop one or two things, it's still a workable game. So it's complex, but you can, you can take what resonates and leave what, what's left, um, which is the, the, the Ian was saying. It's, it's flexible for sure. I also feel like that's an important part of uh, a good sort of game 
where you don't have to know the eccentricities of the entire system to still have fun with it. You can sort of take the parts you enjoy and leave the parts that you don't and still have a workable game. Oh yeah, and and especially because this is a game that with the complexity and, and the newness of it, the innovation of it, I feel like one run through isn't enough to fully understand the mechanics. Yeah, and that's I feel like the reason we both gave it the same uh, score for complex or similar score for complex is because Chris didn't actually read through the book. We we read through the book. Oh, Excuse you. I, under the bus. Well, I we, we usually have the book. Uh, some people that play and some people that run. Usually I'm the person that runs, but this is Brooke's game and, and she she had a better understanding of it. So, but I did want to look it over to make sure I, I, I had more understanding of what's going on. I mean, when you actually read the book, for, for if you're just playing, it's fine. There's there's not it's not really that that hard. But if you're running this game, there's a lot of things you need to keep in mind. Uh, they have like specific uh, specifics on how to run certain levels, when things need to end. Uh, it's it's a lot harder to keep track of as a game master than I would say a game master for five e, where most of your problems can be solved by rolling a d twenty or just a you know. Yeah, High this, or low. This game has, has, a, has a mechanic where you lose dice as you uh, roll ones, which is always terrifying. Uh, but we've seen that before, where, where ones are failures. And, um, See you next episode of Escape Transport. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, this is, this is mind-bending to me, because I already have a loose association with what dates are. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the listener, we, we have recorded some of these out of order. We may have made, pushed this game. Uh, because Halloween is just around the corner. And it is a really good one if you want to have a spooky night um, with your, your group. But it, also forgive us for the next couple, as they may not be <laughs> as smooth as we would like them to be for that reason, as we are still getting used to this. Hey, just think of this one as the first official episode, uh, and the next two to three are probably just pilots. Yes. Just, yeah, yeah, just, we're, just doing, we're just mixing it up. <laughs> so my total score for um, I should say my score for flexibility was a 12 to 21 uh, bringing me to a 27 of 42 uh, a little a little low for my compared to my you know other scores you've never heard of before but uh, it really was not my kind of game and I, I feel like I can see the attraction you know it's it's a very fun, spooky game, but not fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> not your gig, which is why there's three of us and not just one of us sitting exactly. with a mic in their in their closet. Um, <laughs> I gave it a 34 out of 42 in total, mostly just the comprehension and, and the accessibility being the things that detracted for me. Um, I would absolutely buy this again. I was the one that bought the PDF and the book pretty much uh, as soon as I heard about it. I, I had fun with it. I, I should say, uh, just just for the record, a thirty is like a good score. Yeah. For, um, yeah. for our system, there because there's a lot of things that are that are beyond the control of creators that we take into consideration. So you know, if you get a thirty, that's good. Yeah, I I, I mean, considering the average is a twenty eight, if you just put two for all of them. This is this is true. So if you take the average, that would technically be, one and a half would be the because we do allow for half scores. Yeah, we, just have, we don't we don't do half measures usually. It takes a very special reason for it. Yeah, there's um, you've got to be like very. It's got to be divisive. Like, ah, uh, 
I cannot decide mm-hmm. one or the other. I thought mine were divisive, or maybe yeah. I'm just I mean, no, petty. It's... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not in this, not in this case, but you're you're good at this. Also, um, it does seem that I enjoyed the game the most because I had a, a 38 out of 42. Uh, mainly, I I maybe our highest score yet. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a very fun and unique game that, I'll be honest, I enjoy the aspect of, like, fear and horror in games, and I, uh, though I am loath to admit it, I do occasionally sort of just sort of let those trickle in um, to my uh, DMing style when I'm playing other games, just because I, I like that idea. And this game uh, sort of pushed that to such a degree by adding the candles and the burning of your uh, virtues and your vices um, to give you kind of that that feeling of, oh, our resources are dwindling, the lights are going low, this is the end, this is how my character feels. And it, it, I felt like I was uh, Jimmy What's-His-Name, whose character, I've, I've completely forgotten my character's name. I think I have the cards around this, <laughs> somewhere. Maybe we'll put them up on Instagram later. Uh, but it, it's, it's so hard to find a game that sort of plays to that that when i got to play one like that it was so much more uh interesting than most of the other games that i play uh i just wanted to mention because um connor is not able to be with us right now you'll you'll hear his voice in probably the next two um he did give this a higher score than you he gave this a 39.5 although he's not here to explain his score he did say he would not buy it. So we will have to ask him at some point um, how this goes as, as our, our guests are rotating and he was not able to be here for it. Yeah, I would I would absolutely buy this if he didn't buy it already. <laughs> well, it's just why he would buy the other ones because uh-huh. he does have another one that's based, it looks like to be more of a fantasy-based and a winter-based. So maybe that'll be, be our next uh, our holiday special. I also no, I love this. I would not buy this game. I would play this game. I would not own it. Um, a shock. Oh, no. You do in PDF form. I know. <laughs> a 27, one point lower than the average, doesn't want to buy the game. I am taken aback. Well, I'm sure you'll be even more taken aback when you hear that recording. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, did anyone have any final uh, notes in regards to the game? Uh, no, but I would like to give everyone where they can find us. Uh, so, you can find us at Dancing with the Bards on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, which I don't foresee as using, or you can email us for game suggestions at dancingwiththebards at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitch at The Bards. Um, and also, we just got a TikTok where you can also find us at Dancing with the Bards. Not me. You'll never find me there. No, you'll find me there. You'll find Brooke. Brooke, Brooke will be there. Brooke just made a rant on there about how there's very lovely women there, but I can't find any board games right now on our new site because I'm on Straight Talk. I managed the Twitter, <laughs> and that's enough for me. I, no more social media, thanks. If you, if you need me, I'll be on Instagram and, and um, uh, TikTok. And is Tumblr, is Tumblr even still a thing? Do we... No, but I was going to use that until we get our website to put our, our scores up on. Um, very good, very good. Yeah, so we'll we'll try and post everywhere just so someone can find us always. To all of our ten current Twitter followers. Thank you for listening. You have, in fact, listened all the way through. And we will see you next month with our next game.